0: Hey listeners, thanks for joining Queen and Kings, where we have unfiltered, random conversations that will keep you rolling and intrigued. We are your hosts, I'm Queen,
1: I'm Poseidon, and I'm Black,
0: and today our topics are going to be Black care, government and education, and single parent households. So we're going to start with the single parent households. Jamal, would you like to start us off with that one?
2: Um, Yeah. Basically, my thoughts on single parent households is that they're amazing. You know, it takes a strong person to be able to take everybody in and, you know, take care of everybody in the household, whether it's a mother or a father. Um, I think a lot of fathers don't get credit for, you know, being a single parent. Because usually, you know, that's a mother takes over naturally. But uh, You
0: know, surprisingly, a lot of men, I've I've noticed that a lot of men are actually, the roles have switched. Instead of it being the mother, it's a lot of fathers
2: nowadays. But yeah, go ahead, you're right. But yeah, I know it, it can be a great thing and you can often struggle, you know, if with you being the only one, you know, caring for the family, that means you have to work more, you have to do more things for the household, and it's, like, all on you, so I know that can be difficult at times.
1: What lesson do you think it teaches the children? Um,
2: just how to be stronger, you know, how to take care of business, um, priorities, mainly. That's really what I do think. You,
0: do you necessarily think there's actually, like, a difference between, um, how one person so one child that comes from a single household and another child that comes from a two parent household do you think they respond to situations differently
2: Yes.
0: and do you think they could respond to situations the
2: same definitely I mean I feel like a single parent household um, the kids will be able to understand sacrifice understand you know you can't get things when you want um, I feel like they will be more open minded to you know others than being in a two parent household. It's just my opinion. I mean with two parents, you have two people to lean on one person doesn't have it the other one should uh, I, mean, I,
1: just I, I've, I found that i I actually enjoy the company of individuals with or individuals that have come from single parent households. It's easier to relate and they come off as somewhat put together, but they understand struggle, sacrifice, pain. Sometimes they resent their parents for certain decisions they make in life, but they understand why the decision was made and why they had to go without certain things. Like, like y'all know my background, how mom it has been me, mom and Marcus for a while now. And she was so scared to tell us about our fathers that, she assumed that we would resent her for the decisions in life that she made. But after spending like, I don't know, 15, 16 years, however old we were when she had this discussion with us, we were like, "Ma, we trust you. We've been with you this long. So far, you've been doing all right. Some decisions you make questionable, but we love you for it. You got our back. We got your back. Whatever happens, just know when it comes down to it, we family, Sometimes we got to sacrifice. Sometimes we need our space. Marcus, he did he does what he does best. He makes a decision, takes care of the consequences, and then he just keeps it pushing. Mom, she's too worried about the consequences, but she understands, like, hey, I just got to get to this goal, and after this goal, I pick the next step, me, I overthink things, but I'm there for everyone else if they need help. Like, that's that's what came out of our single-parent household.
0: Yeah. So, like, it's hard for me to say because, I don't know, I can't really say where I got all of my characteristics from because, as you all know, I started off in a single-parent household, and then I went to a two-parent household, and then I'm back to a single-parent household, you know? Yeah. So, like, I understand both sides, um, but... I don't know, I guess because the two parent household, like I always had my grandparents around. So it was never really, I mean, it was different, but it wasn't different, if that makes sense. Um, Because even though it was just me and my mom for the first 13 years of my life, um, and I can definitely say, yeah, I did learn, you know, about the struggles and sacrifices and things like that. That's what made me who I am today. But then I also had my grandparents. I also knew how to switch. (laughs) This is terrible, but I knew how to switch and become, you know, that little spoiled child and be like, so grandma said no, but what are you going (laughs) to say? (laughs) You know, um, but I don't know. I don't know if I can say like, I don't know if I can agree that there is, a difference for me per se you know I mean I know there's a difference but for me I guess because I've always had my grandparents around anyway um, it was kind of it wasn't easy but it was kind of easy to transition into having two parents because I've always had my grandparents to look up to anyway you know mm. okay so Whoa,
1: well, what was the question I was going to ask Would you, would you have liked to grow up in a either co-parent or two-parent household?
0: um, I will say I really did enjoy the single-parent household um, because me and my mom were like super close. We used to always have, you know, mother-daughter days. Um, I feel like I got to see a lot of the struggles that parents actually try to, you know, parents always, especially single parents, they always try to try to hide their struggles from their kids. But as children, we always think and we can pick up on things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was easier, you know, to pick up on things like that than being in a two parent household where it's like you just couldn't really tell if anything was wrong. Because like my grandparents did not fight or at least if they did, I never saw it, you know. And so, like, with my mom, before she passed, I saw, you know, her struggles. i seen her cry. I saw, you know, I saw all of it. You know, I got to see her pain, and that's what made me stronger. And for the longest time... Honestly, um, when I was younger, <laughs> anybody that knows me knows that I always used to say, you know, when I get older, I want to be a single parent. Like I don't want the dad to be around. <laughs> um, like, I just was like, you know, I just wanted to be me and my child. Um, and it, I think it came from, you know, because I was in a single parent household. And even after I was living with my grandparents, after I graduated high school, I was still saying the same thing. Like, I want to be a single parent. And everybody was like, you shouldn't say that. Like, why would you want that? And I'm just like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that also stopped my happiness for a long time, too, because I was like, I was so fixated on being by myself. Wow. And then trying to open that door of being with somebody. I was like, "Mm -hmm." I tried it. Then I would go back to. Once I would try to be with somebody, it didn't work out. I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick to my my single parent household. Yeah, this is exactly why. You know, it's just, but I mean, I'm a little bit more open now to doing, you know, a family thing, but I definitely don't want a blended family, but that's just my personal preference. I want to be able to start my own family. Like whoever I meet, that guy has to be, I don't want him to have a child already Okay. I know that's kind of, you know, a bad thing to say, I, well, but I don't.
1: It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's, it's what you want. You shouldn't be ashamed of what you want.
0: I mean, I'm not ashamed about it, but at the same time, I feel bad, I guess, because it's like, dang, you know, you hardly ever, ever see anybody nowadays without kids. So it's just like, Oof, but yeah. like, that's just what I want. I want to be able to experience all the first with that person. Mm,
1: that's sweet. yeah
0: because i don't know if i could do the blended family thing because i've uh, dated guys with kids and you know it wasn't bad but it's easy to get attached to the kids and that's why you end up staying in the relationship
1: right instead
0: of actually being in the relationship with the person and if y'all have issues but because you're attached to the child you're like i can't leave i can't leave this you know so but yeah I just want, so that way me and him could just focus on me and him and then bring a the child in when we're ready, you know?
1: That's another thing. I don't like how society, like, frowns upon single-parent households. Like, There's
0: nothing wrong with a single-parent
1: household. It, just, at it, all. it it's <laughs> Apparently, it's quite normal nowadays seeing as though most people we know come from single-parent households.
0: Yeah. Or you have those who have, you know, I would, I would, I don't want to call them a stepfather because I mean that is what they are, but a, a father that steps up. I like that term. A better. step up father. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like that term either. But Dang. you know, the man that stepped up. You know. Mm-hmm. And, um, but at the same time, even with that, you also still had those kids who before that man came in they saw their parent doing it by themselves beforehand, or even if they didn't, um, there's still always a difference between having your biological parents and having a parent and then somebody who's not your parent, but that is your parent. You know what I'm saying? No, exactly. Even if I'm you saying. never talk about it, even if you never say it, because like, you all know I have that situation both ways. So
2: yeah.
0: it's like even if we never talk about it and people really don't understand it as that child or as that person, you know, you know it. And so like for the longest time for me, when I was younger, when it first began, it was hard because I felt like I'm forgetting my parent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though you're not, but it was just like, "Mm, I love you. And I appreciate everything you're doing for me. But at the same time, I got my, you know, I had a parent and now that parent's gone. It was a hard, it was a hard little transition for me, but um, there's really people out there who take on other people's kids as their own, you know, not as, you know, for a reward or anything, but literally just to be there for them because that person just does not have a parent or they're missing that parent. And they just want to be that parent for that person so that person can have somebody to go to or have someone to fall back on besides, you know, just their family. And a lot of the times, you know, you really don't see a lot of people um, many times nowadays where their parent is actually their parent. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
0: A lot of people have, you know, other parents that aren't their parent, but that's their parent. And you would never know unless they told you, unless they specifically, you know, broke down their story and been like, okay, so this is what happened. But a lot of the times you see so many families that's blended and everything, you would never know that, you know, oh, this child is adopted or that's not really their parent, but everybody it's always, you know, appeared that way. It's been pictured that way, which is also a great thing too. But yeah, I mean, I don't know where I was going with that for a second, but (laughs) I
1: lost yeah. where I was going with that. You <laughs> had to say.
2: Um,
1: so what would be the no,
2: Hold on, hold on. I just want to say I agree with you, Queen, because there's not too many people in this world that are willing to do that, you know, to oh, take God. on that responsibility of, you know, raising someone and teaching them right from wrong and, you know, going through their struggles with them. It's not too many people in the world that's willing to, you know, open someone random with like open yeah. arms and take care of them, honestly. And And I really
0: salute, yes, I salute the parents who do that, who have like kids outside of the kids that they've had, that they treat as their own, you know, because it takes a strong person to do that because it's hard because it's especially dependent upon what part of their life that you step into and you don't know their past or their full past or you may know bits and pieces of their past. But then you've just taken on this responsibility like, okay, this is my child. I don't care what anybody has to say. This is my child. And that's how most of them, you know, are. They're just like, you're my child. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're my child. Don't let anybody tell you differently. You know, you're my, you know, y'all still know the history and everything like that. They don't want you to forget your parent. But at the same time, you also know that they are your parent as well. And it takes a strong person to be able to do that. Yeah. Which is why I'm going to adopt some kids in the future. Because they're going to be my kids. I don't care what they say. They're mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would too. Do you think there are any negatives or any disadvantages to being raised in a single parent household? And if so, what would be some, I wouldn't say strategies, but what would be some steps you would take to get past said setbacks or disadvantages?
0: I think some disadvantages is, um, just having that other parents mindset or like for boys, um, you know, if the dad is missing, then the boy is missing out on, you know, that manhood or that fatherhood, you know, um, and the late the woman has to you know step up and teach her son to be a man, so you know now the parent is having to play both roles um same like with even as a female and my it was just me and my mom um and my dad wasn't there, yeah, I had my grandpa, but my dad not being there, there was a lot of things that you know. I feel like it would I would have seen certain things differently had my dad been there. Luckily I had my grandfather also there to show me what a man is supposed to be like, how a man should treat me and everything like that. But it's also different too when in a single household I feel like a lot of mothers they try to shield, you know, when they're dating somebody else. But as a child, you know. (laughs) You know. (laughs) So you've seen, you know, several different you might have seen several different men come in and go and you're just like, is this what it's supposed to be like? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you start questioning because, you know, you, you know, parents try to hide things, but parents really aren't that great at hiding anything.
1: At all.
0: (laughs) So you see a lot of things that you probably shouldn't see, or you see a lot of things that yeah you probably shouldn't see, and, and it's just like, or you know, there's a lot of things that you might miss out on just because you didn't have both parents there, and um, even if the like co-parenting didn't work, you know, um, I feel like even if the if the co-parenting did work, it probably would be a little bit better, but if the co-parenting doesn't work, you're missing that part. You're missing that other Mm -hmm. half. So, there's, I know as, me as a child, I always felt like there was another part of me that was missing because I didn't know, like, I knew my dad's side of the family, but I didn't really know my dad. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I feel like the same way. I know my dad's side of the family, but when I have conversations with my dad, it's pretty basic. Like, I, I feel like I don't I know him enough, but I don't really know him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But that's mm-hmm. not my fault, you know. But hey, yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's how it was. Like when I was growing up, like I would hear from my dad like every once in a while, and it would be the basic conversation, you know. Oh, how's school? How's grades? You know, what you doing? I got this going on. It was like you know basic conversation. So it was never like. How how do you act? How do you react to certain situations? Like, I know my mom may be cool and collected when this happens, but for some reason, when, you know, people say certain things to me, I'm fired up and ready to say something. Is that, did I get that from you? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, you know, you can't really pick and choose. You can't really tell where you got what trait from because you don't know. You know, that might be a trait that your mom used to have. And now, you know, she's had kids, so she's been settled down. But there's still always that missing piece, like maybe my dad is like this, you know. And now that I'm older and I have, you know, kind of a relationship with my dad a little, I wouldn't even say it really. But Mm. um, like now I know like a lot of the things, my mom and dad were actually really more alike than I really knew. And and so I really realized, like, I act just like my mom and my dad. (laughs) Wow. Which is why I see now why they didn't get along, because for the longest time, me and my own dad didn't get along either. And half the time still don't. But it's a work in progress.
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm here with you. Parents are... Mm. Parents are tricky. Parents are really tricky. Oh,
0: yeah, very complicated. And I just mm-hmm. only imagine how I'm going to be as a parent. But at the same time, you know, every child is always like, I'm going to be a pe- better parent than my parents were. Like, mm-hmm.
2: But you mm-hmm.
0: always end up turning out being just like your parents. And it, most of the time, it's kind of ine- inevitable. But um, I think at the end of the day, it's still going to be a great experience for the child, regardless. Yeah.
1: Do you think? Um, do you think education has an impact on single parent households? Like for me, education was uh, a major factor. It was top of the list. Help helping out a single parent household meant going to college, getting financial aid, or being able to pay off school, and lightening the load on the one parent who's taking care of one, two, three, four, however many kids they had to. And I just felt not only would that be a lot of weight on one child, especially the oldest, but a lot of weight on the parent to get so many children through what's supposed to be the first and simplest step of your life, getting through high school, getting out of the house, starting your your life in college or whatever career
2: field you fit. Mm -hmm. there's expectations in the family for every person and you can't really, you know, pick and choose what expectations fall on you but true, true, true um, you can just handle it the best way you can
0: yeah, I think you kind of figure it out, kind of going through life, you kind of just figure out exactly what it is um you want to do, you know, for as far as education goes because, you know, everybody puts that on every child, you know, oh, you need to go to college. You need to make sure you do this. so like, you know, especially like if it's a parent that didn't go to college themselves, they're, you know, really harping on you need to go to college. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, but at the end of the day, you, four <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, every child is different and every child is not going to go to college or they may start off and they may fall off and Mm. college, they say school isn't for everybody. Everything. I mean, everybody goes through the same life of, you know, having to go through school, but there's also so many who never finish school, who never make it out of elementary, but yet they're the most successful people on the planet, you know, Yeah. It's so many different options to go around. Um, You just got to figure out what works best for you. And you will figure that out, you know, going through life. And even if you stay the course that, you know, your parents have placed out for you and you might stay on the course longer than you're intended to, but eventually you'll get to the path that you're meant to go to.
2: Wise words from Quintana. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I'm I would say I'm I have mixed feelings about education. Cause that's such a vague term for such a specific time of your life. Cause right now, for me, education would be workforce. Like I didn't learn a lot working a year maybe two years front line dealing with people, teachers, students, parents. And I just learned like, I, some things I just don't want to deal with. I'm a horrible customer service rep. I, I can't take someone's wants and needs and make it my top priority. When all they do is complain about your uh, work ethic or not your work ethic, your, your work performance or they complain about the status of the product they buy or there's always something, there's always something to somebody and they just find something to complain about. And I just can't deal with that. That's why I decided not to be a doctor. I realized I can't work with people the way a nurse or a doctor would. I have horrible bedside manners. I can't work retail or customer service. Cause I'm not that patient. I, I can't take a whole bunch of, complaints and nagging.
0: See, that's what I'm talking about. I told you, you know, you think you want something, eventually you'll figure it out, whether or not that's really meant for you or not.
1: But I did realize um, I I do want to get my degree. I realize I want my degree. Not a degree, my degree. The degree I worked for for the last five or six years. And if I got to come back for my other degree, I'll have to do that later. But I will get my degree because there's too many black people, especially, that want a degree. And then there are certain factors that cause them to have to give up or make a decision that cost them their degree.
0: That is very true that is very true and i think a lot of people miss that and they don't take that into consideration you know people they always say oh you know you can always go back but you have no idea what a person is going through or what they're dealing with as to the reason why they can't go back or you know if they even have the willpower now to go back that they had you know when they were younger or what may have caused them to leave in the first place
1: yeah, I've seen a lot. I've seen a quite a few. They said, "Oh, I'm just taking a break," and then that break turned into a year, and that year turned into two, three, four years, and then they just said, "Oh, I'm just just gonna work."
0: Mm-hmm. I've always heard people, you know, always be like, "Oh, don't take a break because you won't go back." But I mm-hmm. took a break and I came back, and I came back a thousand times harder. Hmm. So. It's like everybody is different. You can't you can't set the same standard for everybody. Like how they have, you know, everybody on the same like as far as Texas goes. Everybody here in Texas has to take the you know, the standardized testing and stuff.
1: Like oh my goodness, I hated that thing.
0: But and but the crazy thing to me was everybody has to take the standardized test, but yet not every teacher teaches the same way. So
1: exactly how
0: are you even sure that each child is getting the adequate or the correct uh curriculum that they are supposed to have and you put this put it all in just this one test and you just assume that they know everything that they need to know in order to move on to the next grade that doesn't make sense it Doesn't make
2: sense It really doesn't <laughs>
0: That do, that has never made real you know, sense to me. And then you're like, oh, well, this person is commended and this person failed. And then they have to go and take it again the next year. Or you're holding them back because you think they didn't learn it the first time. When in actuality, they probably did excelled, did great at it, you know, during the year. It was just because you formatted them to this one test that, you know. That
1: a horrible, a horrible way to, to determine whether a student is ready or not ready for the next step
2: exactly and it's pressure like hey you know i have to do this i have to pass this or Mm -mm. i failed this for this whole year i failed
0: (laughs) yeah you like you've worked a whole year just to get held back because of one test when you have excelled tremendously the entire year in class all the material that you've learned. But because you could not pass that test, they said, yeah, no, you're you're staying back.
1: (laughs) You know what's really crazy? All those years you spend in high school deciding on what you're going to study for in college, then you get to college and then you realize, wow, they didn't teach me anything in high school. All the things I needed to know for this class, they never even taught at my school.
0: Or, you know, what really killed me was, um, what was that I said? You go through all your life taking English, history, math, and mm-hmm. science.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All Actually, every every year, really, <laughs> you take all of these different ones. Then when you get to college, instead of focusing on the degree that you want to get, those first two years, once again... You're back with the same English, history, science,
1: science, and Mm math classes,
0: and it's like I'm constant. You're constantly doing the same thing over and over, or you know, getting a little bit more in depth of it. Just like, (laughs) why won't this end? How come when I get out of high school and I get to college, I'm thinking I'm supposed to be getting myself ready for my degree, and I still got to take two years just to. I guess, prep, that doesn't even really prep you for your degree at all.
1: Especially
2: history. Like, I didn't Um, took history.
0: Going into, too, yeah.
2: 12 years. I don't know. I guess some people just learn different. Because I know uh, my girlfriend's dad, you can talk about anything, and he'll know exactly what you're talking about, what time in history, and just explain everything to you. That's just off the top of his head
1: ask me i don't know anything because apparently there's 18 different histories you got american history texas history government history uh english uh english american history african american history it was
0: and that was another thing like texas has its own history so i'm wondering like with uh, the other states if they're in their curriculum they have you know their state's history
1: yeah georgia we learned about georgia history when i went to school in georgia and tennessee okay and korea has their own history too so
0: but it's apparently, you what i'm saying like every state is different like so but yet everybody's gonna take these little standardized testings and stuff and mm. it's like but every place is different no place has the same history and the history that we may go over here in texas i know new york ain't talking about texas history
1: not not at all.
0: Not even thinking about Texas. At all. So it's just like the point of it all is can somebody explain that to me? <laughs>
1: Conditioning. It's repetition through constant studying and strategic homework, I guess. Because you'll have the same Let me see. How many times did they talk about the American Revolution or the Civil War or for Black History Month, they'll always talk about Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks. Those have the same thing for history every year. We'll
0: watch that same Martin Luther King movie. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) the exact
1: same one when they go back in time.
0: Yes. Even though it used to be my favorite, but still, every year I'm watching the same one. Or when the uh, I feel like I was watching a rerun uh, with the Groundhog. I feel like the Groundhog did never see his shadow all my life. Never. So it's like, am I watching a rerun when when it's, you know, for Groundhog time? Like, am I watching a rerun here? Because he don't never see his shadow. So how y'all know but, when he is gonna see his shadow?
1: Exactly. But I'll give college this. When it came to history, college... Stepped up and they told us the truth. Look, a lot of the things I were told in high school, elementary school was lies. They sat us down. They were like, look, this is what happened. We're sorry. We're not perfect. But this is how it was.
0: But it's the thing about it is, is they're not doing anything to break that cycle either. They're not. So it's like all these other kids are still going through it. It's not like, you know, they're like, oh, y'all didn't learn about that. But we're we're getting it together.
1: Yeah actually that's... they've been they've been skipping things they've skipped a few things in um middle school and high school history because I know since Obama became president they didn't jumped forward in some chapters instead of them talking about what they used to talk about that they don't talk about anymore
2: um, who was the
1: folk hero that was at that was it Davy Crockett was Davy Crockett in the Alamo
0: David Crockett, I believe so.
1: Yeah, they don't even talk about him like that. They just talk about the Alamo. And they just say, oh, he was a famous hunter or something.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I can't why he was famous. And that was another thing. Like, that also had to do with, like, you know, there was always this thing about millennials. And I always had to school people, you know, even growing up. Because even though, like, the schools would always teach us, you know, we're millennials <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm like, no. We're not millennials. <laughs> we are not. We are Gen Z babies. The millennials, um, that time period, they stopped. What year was that?
1: I can't... Oh, millennials came before us.
0: Yes, exactly. But, you know, they always said that we were millennials.
1: Because we were born in the 90s. 90... 97 99 part, so they still counted us part of them,
0: but no, yeah, millennials stopped at 96. Mm. We are mm. Generation Z, mm. and I'm
2: Generation said, Z, and
0: huh,
2: what does Generation Z end?
0: Generation Z ends in 2010, I believe,
2: 2012. Yep, oh, that sounds about right.
0: Now, wow. now, right now, we're, you know, well, we're not Generation Alphas, but the people being born now are Generation Alphas. That's crazy. And, you know, they would always be like, you know, millennials, this and that. And they would always be talking about us. And we're like, I was like, always like, no, we are not millennials. <laughs> and even to this day, there's still people who do not realize that we are not the millen- millennials. <laughs> The people that are always talking about Millennials are normally the Millennials themselves. So.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's just the term or phrase they use to describe people with different views or ideas.
0: But see, and that's the thing. You shouldn't use something that you don't know how to talk about. <laughs> True. I think, and it also, I, became, I I believe it came from, you know, the news and society you know just watching what everybody else is saying and doing so of course you're going to start using the term and phrase too because you're like oh if y'all are calling them millennials they got to be millennials so everybody's going to use it instead of looking up the history of it because when I heard people calling us millennials I was like and what is a millennium and when we were in history class and they was you know doing the breakdown of you know baby boomers and uh, Silent Generation and Generation X. And I was like, well, if Generation Z, I was like, if that's what we're currently in and it started on this year, they got the whole game messed up. Like, <laughs> 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 they talking wrong. And so I would always school people, like, every time they'd be like, yeah, you millennial. um, No, you millennial, okay? <laughs> that would be my, like, favorite moment to, like, Y'all know me. I'm the type of person yes. I love catching people when they're wrong.
1: <laughs> we know. all too well. yes.
0: So, you know, I would correct you. So, it's like, what's up? <laughs> you want to call me a millennial? Have a seat. Let me school you and let you know.
1: <laughs> Speaking of school, how do y'all feel about homeschooling? Mm. I've been telling people for years that when, if and when I have kids I would homeschool them before putting them in public school.
2: You think you'll have time to homeschool? Yes, I do.
0: So you plan on being a stay-at-home dad
1: for a little while? Or I can just do whatever make whatever steps I need to make to get them to understand what might be taught or done in the future and prepare them for what could happen.
0: I think you do all of that all too well before they even start school in the first place.
1: Yeah, but when it comes to education, that's where... I feel like that's where children get... um, That's where they become vulnerable, and then they be... they're, They're caught off guard. They're not aware of what's done or what's said.
0: Well... The thing about it is how I see it is um, with children, education starts very early because when they're babies, you're already, you know, talking to them about their colors, their numbers, you know, everything like that. You're already preparing them for school, Um, or at least you should be as a parent. You should already be preparing your child um, way ahead of time. Um, And I think that also comes with being an involved parent with their education, with them going to public school or private school or whatever school you decide to let them go to besides homeschool. Um, you know, kids come back and tell you about their day. They come, they, mm-hmm. you know, they'll come back and give you all the information you need. And I think that's at that moment that you should have that coaching. You know, if you feel like there's something wrong or if you feel like, you know, there's something that has been caught off guard, that's your time to correct it. Because at the end of the day, even if you start off homeschooling them, even when they do go out into, you know, public schooling and things like that, they're still going to be faced with other things that you did not foresee.
1: Yes, that's, that's very true.
0: So you can never really, you know, you can never really prepare a child or a person for, you know, the next education or the next steps of their life. Because there's so many things that happen throughout the day that you do not foresee. It's just like you planning your day out and you're thinking you're going to get, you know, everything done or run through this smoothly. You're like, okay, I'm going to go from point A to point B, point C, run around to point F, come back to D. (laughs) And, you know, you think you're going to be able to do this transition. You never know by the time you get in your car and on your way, you could hit, have a car accident that you know slows you down you think you're gonna get there by this time but now you're gonna get there at this time or you know you might see somebody on your way to the next you know uh the next uh point or your next phase or whatever so there's always things that arise or things that may not work out the way you think it is you think oh i'm gonna finish this research paper. In two hours. And then all of a sudden you can't find nothing for your research paper. So now you got to go to other sources. So now it's taking you six hours instead of the original two. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I don't think you could ever really. I mean, I understand your logic perfectly. Do whatever you need to do to, you know, have yourself. However, you feel comfortable raising your children. But I feel like at the end of the day. You're never gonna be prepared. you're never gonna be ready for it. You just kind of have to that's I feel like that's gonna be taken away from the child learning if that makes sense,
2: yeah, learning how to you know talk to people and communicate with other people other than family if they're homeschooled
0: mhm and then they're gonna become socially awkward. I mean they could already be socially awkward in the first place, but true that could take it to another step. Because they're being homeschooled. So now they were already closed off. Now they're even more sheltered. So now they're like, mm, who are these people? Why do I have to interact with them? Where did they come from?
1: <laughs> so so when you think of homeschool, what do you really think about?
0: I think of shelter in place.
2: <laughs> yes, a lot of sheltering.
1: So no outside social Interaction, just a whole bunch of inside, reading books. Interesting.
0: Um, Because with homeschooling, that's really what it is from what I've known. Like, I've had cousins that were homeschooled. And um, they were really... You know, as kids, they were like, they were really, you know, they would act out. They would be the baddest ones. But, you know, once they were homeschooled, they, become the sh- they, they became the shy ones of the group. um, And they were socially awkward. Like, yeah, they could, they would try to interact on social media. They were like, I don't even, I don't have Facebook. I don't do, you know, any of that because who would be my friend besides family?
1: <laughs> Dang, I didn't think that. And you that's know? A that's a great point. Yeah.
0: Like who else? Who else would they, you know, befriend if they're sitting in the house, or even if they went out, you know, to you know certain places? Like if you, let's say they you got them in a book club, you know, at the public library or something. Even then, that's still just a, you know, a particular set of group of kids that still may not even it may not go further than just that one child that they latch to, you know. I don't know. It just that's just my way of thinking about it.
1: I'm glad to hear it. That was a very insightful way of imagining homeschooling. <laughs> I just I had a different view, that's all. I didn't I didn't know people had such a not I wouldn't say cold but isolated point of view when it came to homeschooling. Maybe I was just thinking of it weird.
0: What what were you thinking? What was your was point like, of view?
1: Well, I was thinking like, okay, you're at home for a little bit. Read a few books. Go out for science. You go to the woods. Go to the park. See different people. Social. Uh, you'll do a social experiment. Experiment. You'll see how people interact with each other. How you feel about certain things. You go out to a restaurant. You see how people treat customer service. Not customer service. How you see. People treat waiters and waitresses and bartenders. You just... You view the world from a blank slate. You don't have anyone tell you how to think or how to perceive anything. You just see it how it is, and then you write it down, take notes, read about it, see how close you were to understanding it, if you understood it at all, and then go from there.
0: Mm, I still think... Most of the time, homeschooling is going on at the same time as other schools. So it's like, you know, I get it, you know, going out and doing things like that, but they'd still be closed off because who in their right mind will really be wanting people to, you know, it's already crazy enough. You see somebody staring at you and looking at you, you automatically be like, what are you looking at? (laughs) So if you're going out for observation, yes, for your project, but At the end of the day, they wouldn't know how to really approach a person if they really needed help with, you know, completing their project or trying to do that social experiment or anything like that, because they would be used to, you know, just them. And if their siblings are being home trained within their homeschool with them, they'll be used to just talking to their siblings or, you know, the person teaching them, which could either be the parent or you could hire a teacher or tutor who would do that. And they'll just be used to their siblings and that tutor and their parents. So they wouldn't even want to try to take that, you know, upward bound to really do that social experiment or anything else if it wasn't isolated.
2: Yeah. And wouldn't your your view have influence on their view? Or right. their tutor's view have influence right. on their view? Yeah,
1: possibly. Uh,
2: and then if it's during the day, you know, kids are going to be in school. Have you ever been, you know as a kid have you ever been like outside of school during the day like 12 or 2 it's really nobody out it's nothing to do during the school year like it's just older folks you know going to the store and like taking care of little errands I mean I don't know exactly you know what experiment you would run or you know try to socialize and to that part of you know getting some type of interaction with people but I feel like during the day wouldn't be a good time if you're homeschooling, if it's the school year. Mm -hmm.
0: Because there are some homeschools that go all year round, but you might be able to catch a little bit, you know, during the summertime. But even then, most kids will be like in summer camps and stuff like that. So if you're homeschooling during the summertime, other kids are going to be in summer camps and doing other fun things.
1: I mean, you still got schools that have off-campus lunches, so if you do it around lunchtime, you get to interact with other kids. Or, you know, other countries have different school schedules, like Korea. Hell, Half the time, students either went home for the first half of the day, and then they came back to school the second half, or vice versa. Or they were at school, maybe six hours, and then they left for two hours, and they came back. You know, Different, pe- different people, different places, different things. Or better yet, yeah. remember at Rance here, or not Rance here at Clean. How you would have, you would have lunch from what? What was the time? You have a lunch and b lunch.
0: A lunch was like from eleven thirty three to twelve fifteen or so, or twelve seventeen
1: why do you remember that
0: <laughs> well
1: why do you no, remember, remember the lunch the
0: fact that after we graduated i went back and taught for two years was probably what did it i don't know you know probably, well, yeah. i did that that's, for like three a, years and i've only stopped doing that what two years now so
1: good point yeah that, that would do it too, <laughs> you. but you remember how it was and that's what was it 55 minutes what was 55 minutes? How, How long was our lunches? 55 minutes?
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
1: about. And you saw how much we got done in 55 minutes? Hell, I walked to Wally's, Bushes,
2: Dollar General. You
0: know what? I remember taking some of those walks with you.
2: The worst. Really? Now, these are like <laughs> quarter mile walks that y'all are taking every day. That I was not doing. and I got. A, I I only had a went of... a
0: few times. After that, I started calling my grandma. Grandma, come get me for lunch. Can you take me get <laughs> some or can you bring me something?
1: So that's why I stopped seeing y'all during lunch.
0: Yeah, and then once I started driving, uh, sophomore year, like, at the end of sophomore year, I definitely, yep, I was going home for lunch. Sure was.
1: <laughs> and I was walking. I was proud to walk, too. Couldn't nobody stop me. I had the most food, and I walked the farthest. Uh, uh,
0: uh. You sure would. You would leave. You would go to bushes, get you your two piece with some hot sauce. Go to um, college, go to Wally's, get you a dozen donuts. You probably go to Little Caesars sometimes or Dollar sometimes. General. And you would walk back and eat your donuts, and you would wait till you got back to eat your chicken, or you would eat chicken on the way.
1: Or your pizza. <laughs> Right. I regret nothing
0: oh we know cause you did it like every day
1: well how else would I eat
0: I mean I had a car
1: <laughs> we weren't near were we near each other when it came to, to A lunch and B lunch cause remember everybody had the wrong lunch like the people you wanted to have lunch with had the opposite lunch
0: yeah we had the, cause we had the same lunch cause we went to lunch sometimes together Until I ditched you and started doing my own thing.
2: (laughs) Wow, just gonna throw it out there like that. Yeah, I did. That's how it is. You had a different lunch, buddy.
0: You know what I'm saying? And then you used to talk about me because you'd be like, Yeah, you got short legs, so it's easy for you to walk faster. (laughs) I got long legs. You're taking two steps to my one. Oh.
1: Oh, man. You you held on to that one.
0: Yeah, I did. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm really not that much shorter than you, so don't do that anymore.
1: not that much shorter than you are. Wow. You're not short at all. You're pretty pretty average height tall.
0: Yeah, you hear that girl? I'm pretty tall. Because some people be trying to play me. <clears throat> I'm not going to put their name out there, but she know who she is. <laughs> Ooh. yeah so queen what's up
1: we had a conversation a few days ago and you put me on all types of game i think we were talking about finding black doctors
0: Mm. yes we were yeah
1: tell me how that works because i for the life of me i never thought of hey you are a black man you should have black doctor and all my life i've had nothing but older white doctors (laughs) and it blew my mind so um what
0: started this conversation was one of our friends that we went to high school with i saw her snap and she was talking about how um she had to She, you know, looks up, you know, she was like, I don't know if I'm the only person that does this, but she looks up, you know, her doctors and makes sure that they are black because she feels like as if somebody who, you know, is black as well will understand and be able to comprehend or be able to interpret, you know, her health information or relay her information better to her because they are of the same nationality or race, you know. So they would be able to relate better. Um, not only that, but of course, you know, wanting to also support, you know, black people in whatever business that they decide to go in or field they decide to go into. And I completely agree with her because I thought I was the only person that did that as well, because all my life I've always had black doctors. Um I might've had a white doctor one time and that was just for her filling in for my doctor. Cause my doctor went and did something, I think was on vacation or something like that. Um, but yeah, like all my life I've had a black doctor and that was even with me, you know, dealing with the military, um, before, you know, they normally automatically prescribe you your primary doctor. Um, my doctor was black my entire life. And then after after that, even though I still use TRICARE, they now allow me to choose my own primary care. And when I did that, I went and looked. I did all my research. And I even looked up, like, you know, there was, you know, a couple of black doctors on there. But even though, you know, they were all black, even though just because they were black, I still looked into their history. Um, I'm really particular about who I want to talk to and who I want to deal with Um, as far as my health concern goes. And so I just always, you know, do my research and look up like whatever facility I'm going to use. I look up their doctors. I look up their history. Most of the time they already have all of that information there on the website anyway. Um, but I think it's just best to always, you know, deal with your own kind, well, not always, but I think it's best to deal with your own kind as far as in the medical field just because I feel like the white man is always out to get me in the medical field. You know, they always (laughs) want to put something on you and, you know, oh, you may have this, you may have that. You know, I just feel like, like when I was in the emergency room sometimes and it would be a white doctor that would try to come in and, you know, work with me or whatever, they would be always be finding all kinds of stuff. But
2: you know
1: what? (laughs) Now that you say that, (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I feel triggered. Okay, you, you got you, I got a story. It's 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 a little TMI, but I'm gonna keep it centered So I was a kid. This was when we were living in Georgia. This is around 20, 2003 three, two thousand four, mm-hmm. and I I had gotten the tub and I noticed some things didn't look right on my body. So told mom. She was like, "Huh." That don't look right. Told stepdad take me to the hospital. Get to the hospital. Sitting in the uh, waiting room, he filling out the form. I'm thinking, what is this? We get in the room, find out it's a tick. So the the tick is on my nether regions. Mm -hmm. The white there's an all white doctor. He said, take your pants off, lay on the bed. Do what he says. The door wide open. The door to the room wide open. I mean, I'm on the bed with my pecker hanging out, and he about to do whatever he thinking is going to work for this tick. Oh, the white lady walk in. There's three tweezers. You got two rubber tweezers and a silver slick tweezer. So he starts picking at it with the two plastic tweezers. Like, like you know how you uh, you try to get an ingrown hair out? Mm-hmm. He's doing that with some plastic tweezers. It's scratching and pulling on me. He's missing the tick completely. He does that for like 30 minutes. Then he gets the slick silver tweezers, slides it in, and pulls the head out. Easiest pie. So I was thinking in my head, why couldn't you do that first? Why wasn't that the first thing you would have tried? Why did you go 30 minutes playing with me in my, my no no area? And you, okay, I'm triggered, yeah. i just feel like Mm -hmm. if it was a black doctor he would have took better care of me than trying to experiment with my you know just, just come on
0: honestly that's what i feel like they do most of the time is they try to experiment and figure out you know do different things instead of just getting right to the point Whereas, you know, most black people, we just gonna get straight to it. Like, I'm gonna be cut dry and throat with you. This is what's going on with you. And I also found a lot of the times, like, I would have to go get a second opinion about things if I had to deal. If I had to deal with if and when I had to deal with the white doctor, I would go get a second opinion. And you know, they could run the test about two, three more times and come up with the two or three more times will be a different answer than what the white doctor would have said. Um. And my better judgment would just always be to trust the black person. I mean, that may be a little biased sometimes, but
1: that's... Everybody has their biases. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) It's your health. You you need a certain bias with your health. Especially,
0: like, if it was my primary care. Especially if it's my primary care. I'm definitely going to trust my primary care over a rando at the ER or, you know, somebody who I just had to see because it was an urgent matter, you know?
2: yeah so yeah extremely biased if he's the best and he's white i'm gonna be to him i'm, be right there with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going i'm gonna be his patient that day but i understand you you look for comfort you know you look for yeah really and then in a but way, you but... know like
0: i said i always do my research so If it's the person, I'm going to trust the person because I've done my research to make sure that they were, you know, who they are, who, you know, I need to have. Because not every black doctor is going to be out for you as well. I was just going to ask that. Also, like for my initial, like that's how I do my initial, you know, appointment. And that's when I figure out, okay, is this doctor really going to be? So maybe the first one, I might be a little hesitant. So I have a second one. And then I'm like, okay. I think she's speaking real or I think he's speaking real, you know? And we go from there. And then if I don't like that one, I'll just switch right over. It's, you know, it's no problem. I'll find me the next one, you know?
1: Okay. But you you really made me think about my history in the hospital. That's why I don't go to the hospital. Like, that's one of the reasons I don't trust hospitals is because all you get is a run around and someone saying one thing. And then they're saying another thing, just to get you to do something that you don't want to do, but it's to, quote unquote, save your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Even so, with the dentist, I have went and tried this place one time, and this guy was like, "Oh, um, your bones and your mouth are deteriorating." And it, like, mind you, all my life, when I was going to the dentist, I have never had anybody say like, "I've never had a cavity." I've never, you know, had any real issues with my teeth. You know, of course, getting my fills, but you know, who doesn't? So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but i never never had a cavity. I've always had good hygiene. You know, I floss and do all of that. This guy was like, one day I went to the dentist one year, and this guy was like, "Oh, your uh, bones in your mouth are deteriorating," and um. You know, your teeth are going to start moving and doing all this and that or whatever. And so he really had me scared for a minute there. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, my teeth were going to start falling out. Like, you know, like oh, my goodness, this is crazy. Um, but I went to, you know, he was like, oh, you're going to have to come back and do this and do that or whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. I came back and it wasn't him. It was somebody else. And they were like, What are we supposed to be working on? I was like, Well, he said this, this, this and that. They was looking at my, you know, at my scans of my teeth and stuff and they were like, Your teeth are fine. What what's going on? Like
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow.
0: Well, he said, you know, all of this or whatever and then she was like no and i mean that that person was white too but they was like no everything is fine you know like i don't know maybe they were looking at you know the wrong person's scans or something because your your teeth are perfectly, you don't have no cavities everything's good so they did just the regular cleaning and we kept it on pushing like (laughs) Mm. yeah and the thing was i think the first time i had went in there i had went in there for my wisdom too And he wasn't even trying to, he wasn't even worried about the wisdom tooth at all. He was like, oh no, you're, and so, and that's the thing I see with a lot of doctors too. You go in for one thing and all of a sudden they find 50 other things that wasn't even an issue or wasn't even a problem. I go in for my wisdom tooth and he's telling me that my teeth is deteriorating. And that's not even the case at all.
1: (laughs) So, people. That's that's people right there. Right. Last topic, government. Oof.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs>
1: so, the reason I picked this topic is because I was at work, and I was thinking, like, I was remembering, remember that show we watched, Daybreakers, Quintel mm-hmm. or Queen, Daybreakers. Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking, how far down the ladder are civilians. Like I know technically uh mail carriers or post office workers are government officials. So they would be on the list of authority when it came to government decisions at at one point or another. And then how far down are civilians? Cuz you got the president, you got the vice president, you got the speaker of the house and I don't know what came after that. That that was the that was it for me. Those 3
0: Oh yeah, I remember that. Wow, we talked about all of this
1: that night. <laughs> we really did.
0: Um but yeah, the I think what did I say? I looked up something and it just gave like a list. I think it was the the cabinet was next after the speaker of the house.
1: Oh, and it was like several people in the cabinet.
0: Yeah, if the president was um, incapacitated, then the vice president would take over. Then once the vice president, if the vice president was to be incapacitated, then it would be the Speaker of the House. After the Speaker of the House, it was the cabinet. And only, I believe, it it was like 15 people out of the 18 or 19 people in the cabinet would actually even qualify to become, you know, the president the interim president if you know the speaker of the house was to be incapacitated and then it doesn't say anything after that so it was just like what happens
1: so yeah what, who do you think who is next on that list do you think cause is the cabinet the cabinet isn't like the house of representatives or the senate is it
0: mm, mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: No, the cabinet is something separate yes that means, I think, a senator or a House of Representatives member could possibly step up in case something happened to the entire cabinet. I would assume, thinking logically.
2: Does the president get to choose the cabinet?
0: That's, uh, that
2: is a great question. So the president gets to choose, you know, who's in this cabinet. I I'm thinking that's right.
1: That sounds right. You know, it's sad because we live <laughs> in America. We spend we should know thirteen this. years mm-hmm. going to school and we no clue. Mm-hmm. None. That's crazy. But they taught us everything else. I know what one plus one is.
0: Well, yeah, the cabinet officers are nominated by the president and confirmed by the U.S. Senate by majority vote.
1: Oh, there you go, Jamal. Look
0: look, look at Black. Look
1: at Black. (laughs) I sure didn't know that.
0: Yeah, each official receives the title secretary, except for the attorney general who leads the Department of Justice. Cabinet members serve at the pleasure of the president and may be dismissed at any time.
2: Hmm. So, would the Attorney General be next? I'm assuming. Yes. So.
0: so, let me see. This is what it says: the order of succession specifies that the office passes to the Vice President. If the vice president is simultaneously vacant or if the vice president is also incapacitated, the powers and duties of the presidency pass to the Speaker of the House of Representatives. And then the president pro Tempore of the Senate and then the cabinet secretaries, depending on eligibility.
1: And then they don't say anything after that? Nope. So they have a lot of faith.
0: In the cabinet. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's the last line of defense. That's.
0: But I mean, if somebody's on the set well, room, I mean, I guess they just said they said they gonna catch the killer by then.
2: <laughs>
0: right. They said no, nah, we ain't having nobody else dying on our watch. I wonder if they can decline.
1: I would, I would think they could. If they're not willing to swear oath, I think you would have to deny or decline but do you think civilians like not just any civilians like do you think a post office worker would be nominated
2: uh, he wouldn't qualify what is
1: qualifying though what does it mean to qualify
2: um you definitely have to have a degree you have to be over a certain age and then mm-hmm. that's correct you, I believe you have to. There's more stuff you have to qualify for it. It's like things you have to do to qualify to be a senator or a state. You know, senator. just like I was
0: like, I think you have to be over the age thirty five to run for president.
1: Yeah, you did say that, and I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the degree part, because.
0: But I think you have to have at least like some type of back political background.
1: Yes, yeah, so you have to have at least. Uh, you have to have served in the House. Or the Senate, if not both. And you have to have lived in America, I think they say, more than two or three years.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to say it's like four years or something like that.
1: Four years? That sounds about right. See, it's it's crazy how much about the law people don't really talk about. But then you're curious. Like, if, if no one lower in the line has ever
0: been called upon to act as president you know past the um the cabinet
1: interesting that that's mind-boggling
0: because mm-hmm. see right now is it, once the succession goes and once it falls through the succession um they start with the secretary. The cabinet has 15 members and it starts with the secretary of state. That's the first in line. And then the other, other cabinet secretaries follow in the order of when their departments were created. So, of course, you know, right now you would have Vice President Kamala Harris. Then you'll have the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, the President or Patrick Wade. Secretary of State Anthony Lincoln, Secretary of Treasury, Secretary of Defense, Attorney General, Secretary of the Interior, Secretary of the Agriculture, Commerce, Labor, Health and Human Services, Houses, Housing and Urban Development, Transportation, Energy, Education, Veteran Affairs, and last but not least, Homeland Security.
1: Wow. Yeah. I completely forgot about Homeland Security, FBI, CIA. Oh, my goodness. How did I miss them? Yeah, there's a long, long line before you get to the UPS and FedEx and any USA carrier.
2: You think that would be next? You think UPS would be over, you know, (laughs) what you're doing right now?
0: I forgot. I think they would probably go through the house of the Senate. He's trying to get some regular civilians up in the White House to ruin. I movie. feel like they deserve. I get it. it. I get it. You know what? They gonna call you.
1: They gonna call you. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. They don't need me. <laughs> no, I'm <gonna> <laughs> obviously, I'm not the brightest tool in the shed. So they don't need me. They might call you, Queen. Mm-hmm. You can rule a nation
2: as a queen for real, for real, for real. You
0: know, honestly.
2: Not if you think UPS is in <laughs> okay, front of you. Okay,
0: UPS is going to be right in front of me. They ain't gonna with me. But, um, you know, when I was younger, I really, you know, I've always said, you know, I want to be a lawyer, but I always also said, like, I wanted to be the first, you know, before, you know, President Barack Obama was ever even running for presidency. I was like, mm. I'm going to be the first black president, duh, 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 duh. and then President Barack Obama just had to come and show out on me. <laughs> and i was like wow i was like okay well i could be the first female black president and i can still do that because kamala harris is a uh, the vice, vice president person. so i still got time but i hope she don't plan on the next presidency but try to become president because that's my job I I still got like 10 more years No, 10, 11, 12 more years before I can run for presidency and somebody else might try it because, you know, folks is getting bold out here
2: Yes (laughs) Yep You got Kanye, you got The Rock But those are
0: men, I'm talking about women You
2: know, we already
0: Mm -hmm. had Hillary trying to get in there Um, There was
1: another woman that was running with Hillary, I forgot her name
0: well, as her vice president or as another president
1: as well. She was another presidential candidate. You, I don't remember what her party was.
0: She was probably liberal. Uh, lord, have mercy. A liberal. <laughs> Good lord, I, could not, I was like, what am I trying to say? But yes, she was probably a liberal. Maybe, but yeah. So we've had women running now. So the it's definitely open now. Um
1: would, would you really want that though? Would you want to be president?
0: You know, after seeing everything going on in the oh. Did y'all hear that?
1: No, I did not. Like, I did.
0: <laughs> Why do I have my alarm set for this time of night? I have no idea. But um 1230. Mm. Yes so um, dang that just really threw me off what was the question again?
1: Would you really want to be the president? Mm.
0: Everything going on in this world I would say probably not but I still do actually like in the hindsight I do but it's just a tough call because (laughs) You know, the world is actually a very intimidating place, even if you're the one in control, because everybody's also in control in their own selves. So that's 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 a a tough that's going to be a tough mark on my back. (laughs) I will Mm -hmm. always have to. I feel like after that. I would definitely have to have eyes in the back of my head at all times. Mm. That, that's a really you stressful.
1: Can. I'm pretty sure that's really stressful. Honestly, you can make black the head of your um secret service.
0: Black ain't gonna cover me.
1: He is a Hokage in training, <laughs> he can cover anybody. Right? He
0: is not even taller than me. Right. He can't be in the back, he's gonna have to be in the front, and even then, they could still get my forehead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, first of all, I am taller than you. This is not twenty sixteen. Don't do that because grown... you was
0: just shorter than me in twenty twenty. So don't do you... that.
1: <laughs> you just no, started growing up. No. Look, y'all both grew a
2: little but I'm like oh, five ten oh, Stop, stop so, it, honey. So No, we, you we can, can stop, stop that. that. We can stop that. Uh uh. I'm like five one eighty, growing
0: Now, now you're you're just exaggerating.
2: I'm
1: not good with height, so you can't ask me.
0: I'm good, I'm good I'm with good weight. Like
2: six foot.
1: I don't know how tall I am.
2: Depends on his head. That day. yes, that's, that's exactly true. what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is.
1: One minute I got a big head, and one minute I got a peanut head.
0: Mm-mm. <laughs> mainly a peanut head but I uh... am
1: wow I guess it's the width, width of my shoulders huh
0: man those shoulders kill you every time
1: you know I can't go What'd through hallways
2: <laughs> 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 what I tell you today about your you tell me if I lose them shoulders I ain't got nothing
1: at all no for real <laughs>
0: Because them shoulders is what so make fair. you.
2: No.
1: Hold up.
0: They
2: Hold up.
0: You don't have no type of figure at all, honey.
1: Ouch. Like, at all? At all.
2: I should just give up on life. Sick, friend. I got a good skin tone. And
0: then if you lose your shoulders, man. you—I <laughs> We tell you this all the time. You got the best hugs ever. <laughs> So, if you lose your shoulders, what, what are we
2: hugging?
1: <laughs> wow. You know what? I can hug with, with I'll less no longer,
0: shoulders. i would no longer be able to be on the inside. That wouldn't even be right.
1: Oh, my goodness. It'd be
0: like how back in the day, how Marcus used to always hug on me. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, yeah, so keep the shoulders, man. Keep the shoulders.
1: Wow, I'll I'll do that. Since that's all I got going for me. It just sucks going through doors sometimes. You know, you got to turn sideways so you don't hit the door frame.
0: It's okay. You'll be all right. You've been doing it this long. You'll be all right.
1: I bumped into someone in the hallway by accident. Mm, mm, mm. It's hard being eight foot two.
0: Not eight foot two.
1: Oh, no, wide. Well, eight eight foot, foot, foot wide. Not eight foot tall, eight foot wide.
0: <laughs> Mm-mm. I do have a quick question. Oy. What is everyone setting right now? Like like me, I'm sitting in a room, but I have my candle going. Like Nothing else is on but the candle. And it's kind of like my peace and chill mode, so I'm able to really hone in with my senses about these conversations.
1: Hmm. I'm sitting on my floor, surrounded by my clothes and my bed next to me. That's it. I would have gotten in a closet, but I don't like closets.
2: Um... I'm playing 2K. That's why I might have been a little quiet today. I'm man, playing.
1: that's why I've been hearing the buttons bashing. Okay, I was no, like, what is man, that man.
0: noise? <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear those buttons. Right,
2: I got 60 points in the third quarter. I'm I'm this
1: man here.
0: Okay. Yeah, but I'm sitting in the middle of my bed. crisscross applesauce put my candle Ooh. going. Fun fact, my candle has been burning for more than 24 hours now.
1: What?
2: It's, very it's
0: not. So I'm a candle. Are
2: Can you still smelling?
0: Yeah. You know, I have candles like, y'all know I keep candles.
2: I
1: yeah, a, we know.
0: I got a drawer full of candles. I got candles overflowed in bags in my living room. They're all Bath and Body Works. Well, some of them. I got talked about the other day about my candles. we're not gonna go into the actually we will so one of my candles is in a jar you know the Bath and Body Works candles actually just has the top that comes off yeah so everybody knows you know oh that's Bath and Body Works most of my candles are Bath and Body Works but I have this one candle that I had gotten from TJ Maxx I believe and it's a, you know, a turn top, it's a screw top and it's a stress relief one. But when I say that stress relief one is strong, I have not burned it. Well, I mean, I think I might've burned it one time, but it's super strong. <laughs> and I got talked about, they was like, this is like a, a, a weed container. Cause you could get high off of this. <laughs>
1: like,
0: <laughs> I was like... Very disrespectful, but y'all know I keep candles in every single room. I got one in all of my bedrooms in my house, I have one in each bathroom, I got one in the kitchen, and also one in the living Well, two, I normally keep two in the living room, but right now I only have one in the living room. Um,
1: but I normally keep you need to send me room. some candles, yeah, send me some too because uh, you do not need all those candles.
0: How are you gonna tell me I don't need all these candles
1: because I remember you telling me. Did we throw away some of your candles? No. I was gonna say no, no I'm not. Well, when, when me and you cleaned your room, I remembered at least one or two candles we put in that trash bag. I know you lied. I'm trying to remember what they look like. It wasn't a it wasn't a cucumber one because you like cucumbers.
0: It might have been well, no, I think I might have said I wanted to throw it away because I didn't like it. Um, but I do have one in here that's like a vanilla bean. Somebody had given me a ba- vanilla bean, Noel. I can't stand vanilla
1: bean. So, Send it to so. me.
0: I I said I might have had it. I don't think I have it anymore. I mean, you I don't throw have, anything away. But I don't, yeah, I don't throw anything away. That's a problem. But you would be proud of me because I've actually thrown a lot away, especially since I'm getting my new bedroom set. Oh, I can't wait to do that. I need to go ahead and do my video of how my room looks now and then how it will look, you know, once I get all of my stuff in here. Oh, that's going to be amazing.
1: Definitely do that. That's a great idea.
0: Yes. But yeah.
1: And I thought of a uh, another book. I told you all about it.
0: Another book? Yep. <clears throat> oh god.
1: It's it's about a black kid our age, he was, he just got into college. He was doing some research for his paper and he realized his family is royalty. Like his African family is legit royalty. And he gets infuriated at how not only was his family separated, but the people who are in control of his nation. Are destroying his nation, and he's the royalty of that nation, so he has to find his family, go back to his country, take back his country, and fight off the oppress the oppressed, um, the oppressors, the oppressors. <laughs> Couldn't think of the word.
0: Oh, wow,
1: I think it's a great book.
0: It sounds like it would be good. I'd read it.
1: I'm a, I got to make Jamal the main character because that's, that's what I'm imagining. Whenever I imagine him, I just think of Jamal.
2: Oh. Okay. I am a young king, so I understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, if you think about it, how messed up would it be if you, you know how you, they got Ancestry.com now and they got uh what is it, 23 me? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I actually want to do that. and Find out, you know, what exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: but like. if you find out, would you be upset? Like, would you be mad at the results? You guys are doing. I did. love you,
0: and we should talk about I the results it's... on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. I guess we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried because if I find out my family royalty, and we getting treated like this, <laughs> oh man, they gonna need more than the
2: cabinet. <laughs> Nah, you.
0: Uh-uh. Cut this, cut this out <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cut
0: that part Cause they coming after you Look, Talk about a mark on your back
1: <laughs> I got a back big enough
0: Really you do nah. But uh They gonna take both of your shoulders out Okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> No
0: not my shoulders I just know like If you was to be put in handcuffs That would be so painful
1: Somebody tried didn't work
0: I believe it, I believe it, oh my gosh, I just can't even picture that like you would be in so much pain. I just... <laughs> they would handcuff you to the front. There's just... yeah.
2: question that? guys yeah. Valentine's Day this weekend. are y'all feeling the love in there? Nope, nope. First of all, and
1: I don't do the code right now. I'm very upset at the weather. (sighs) Second, I'm doing a lot of work for one day. One, (laughs) not, it's not like a week. It's not like a month. It's just one day. I'm trying to do all this work for one individual where I can do so much more over the years
0: well that's your fault if you really wanted to you could i mean you could you could have made it you know some people do like a 14 days of love so it's not just a one day event you know you could celebrate it like that could be your big finale but you could always have you know things that could lead up to the big moment so like this is probably a really good idea for any men out there too bad we didn't do this way before but like Mm -hmm. let's say um Like, if you're 14 days of love, let's say February 1st, Mm -hmm. um, you could have a gift for her, and it's a bracelet. And maybe that's a part of the outfit that you want her to wear on the day that y'all, on the day of, you know what I'm saying? The next day, you get her a necklace. Um, The third, you get her earrings. The fourth is a dress. Um,
2: Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow (laughs) down. For real, you can stop. I'm writing. I'm writing. Wait. I'm taking notes. (laughs) Give me a second. That's too many gifts. There's too many
0: gifts. But it's just like. Just like oh how you dear. said, you, all of those things that you named that you're getting for your girlfriend. For real, imagine, you give her gifts. If, imagine you, instead of but p- dumping it all on her that one day, imagine you spreading it out over the course of the days for it to lead, you know, up to one big finale. Or like, like I said, the idea of literally giving her an outfit to wear. Whenever y'all do go out like that, I think that's a really cute idea. Or, you know, you could start off day one with a note. Like this is the month, you know, 14 days of love. I want to show you how much I love you over the next few days by doing these, you know, next couple of things that I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a gift a day. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, a note a day. So maybe you could start off, you know, day one with a note. Day two, you could probably, you know, send her $10 for lunch. Day three, you can pull out the bracelet or the watch. Or day four, you can give her the earrings. Day five, you give her a pajama set. Maybe that's, you know, for another night or, you know, a lingerie set for later on that night. Day six, you could go back to another note, you know, talking about how much you love her. Or, or, you know, maybe giving a hint or a clue, you know what I'm saying? like it could be so many different things that you could do and hopefully my future husband is listening to this podcast right now so he knows exactly what to do for me later. I'll tell you, I
1: didn't wrote down so much stuff based on the first first four words <laughs> I got. Look, I got day 1 a rose, day 2 earrings, day 3 a shirt, day 4 maybe oh, wow. shoes or jacket or blanket you know? all the way day Day 10, your fingers and toes get done. Exactly. Day 11, See? dinner. You... Shit.
2: I'm not like none you of this. Got... You don't have to. I like it. I love it. <laughs> I love this idea.
0: You know, you got it down. Like, okay. you know, and that's just like little things that leads up to one big finale. You know, you probably going on a trip or you taking her somewhere or maybe, you know, it doesn't even have to be like, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be big gifts. It could be a bunch of little gifts leading up to something great. Or, you know, even if it's just a candlelit dinner in your backyard, you know, it's just.
1: Oh, a bath. That's what it was. A bath. Thank you. <laughs> bath.
0: Like, I want to show up. you how much I appreciate you by running this bath for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just things like that. Like, it'll be those little things that'll make Valentine's Day so much more special for the person. Because like you said it's just one day. So celebrating, you know, 14 days of love for the month of love or whatever. I think I mean, what's wrong with doing that cuz especially if, you know, it's something that you don't really do often.
1: And mm, mm. And it
2: doesn't have to be in February. I got another question for
0: you. It, exactly. You could always yeah, use this it. idea for, like, maybe the birthday. Like, let's say their birthday is on the 6th. Like, let's use my May birthday. 6th. Yeah. My birthday is May 6th. So, let's say, like, my guy would probably, maybe the first, you know, would get me ear- a whole little set. A whole little earrings, necklace, bracelet set. The second day, it could be a dress or an outfit. The third day, it's a note. You know, telling me about maybe like, oh, you've always said that you wanted to go to this place. Where do you think, you know, so it gets my mind thinking like, what is he setting up or what is going, you know, what's being prepared for me? You know what I'm saying? It's just the excitement that you give to the other person. And you never know that that's probably could come back to you tenfold.
1: Now you got to keep it in the podcast. You can't even delete it. You got to keep everything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I got a question for you, Glenn. Is Valentine's Day just for women? Great question.
0: No, it's for the men as well. Or at least for me, it would be for the man as well. So, like, the things that I'm giving y'all ideas for as women, like, I would probably turn around and do the same thing if I had a man and he was here. Like, if I had a man and... (laughs) We were together and Valentine's Day rolled around. I would probably do the exact same thing.
2: A lot of women just, you know, expect something from Valentine's Day, you know, like, hey, where's my gifts? Where's Mm -hmm. my Uh stuff? What the man expects, like, hey, you know, I did all this for you. What are you going to do for me? Or, you know, where's my gift? Where's my anything? Where's my chocolate? And see, that's the thing. Like, a lot
0: of women are like that. Uh But for me, I'm um I'm a competitive person. <laughs> like as far as, you know, gifts go or you know just doing things period. Um so being in a relationship with me would definitely be very competitive as far as how everything goes.
1: And I am not a competitive person. <laughs>
0: So it's like, I would always be trying to one up you, especially, but also, it would also depend on the person too. It would have to also depend on the man that I'm with. Um, because I would definitely need somebody who would match my energy. Otherwise I'm just going to give you the bare minimum because I know that's what you'll accept, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in which that's i think that's a lot of the times that's what women end up always falling back on too because they're like oh i know my man is gonna show out for me so if he's gonna show out for me i know he doesn't expect me to show out for him he's gonna be fine if i don't do anything you know
1: which isn't fair
0: which and it isn't it isn't right and also in the hindsight most men actually do feel some type of way but yeah so but y'all most of the time y'all <laughs> don't express it so, and that's another thing. That's a whole another ball game. You know yeah. what? That is a topic
1: for the. That is a great topic because I have a lot to go off of that one. I that is words. We
0: can talk about in the next one because um, we're definitely already at like over an a hour hundred. and a half.
1: <laughs> we're at a hundred minutes.
0: So, yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, you know, those that, that Valentine, that little 14 days of love was just a nice little thing. And maybe one of those days could be a photo shoot.
1: Oh, photos. Well, I got to be photos. I am not photogenic.
0: Oh, yeah, we know. I was so mad at you that year that we went yeah. to take pictures for my birthday. And that they were going on our invitations. And you really just sat there and wore that shirt, that black shirt and some jeans where <laughs> I'm wearing a dress <laughs> and a cardigan.
1: Like, I'm-
2: but wait, <laughs> was I, wh- I, know exactly w- yeah,
0: was was I aware
1: of the photo shoot? Like, did I know we were going to take a photo shoot? Yes,
0: you did. We have everything. And I you- didn't
1: dress like I knew. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I don't know why. No,
0: because you're you are you. And you just didn't care. you was just like, I'm gonna take y'all. Gonna get this picture.
1: <laughs> don't make it sound like I don't care. I cared. I you smiled. did not care. What was I doing? What was wrong back then?
0: What's wrong back then? Back then, you just did not care. Like I said, you did not care. You you really didn't even want to take the picture for real. That's mm. probably exactly what it was.
1: You know what? Was this 2015? Well duh. Yep, I know exactly what Yep, I remember. I remember it all. Damn. I can tell you, but I get in trouble saying it on podcast.
0: Well, as soon as this podcast is over, you can call me.
1: <laughs> I'll definitely call you. <laughs> oh man. Great. That that was great. Was
0: there was there anything else that we needed to hit on today?
1: No, because we hit our time.
0: <laughs> Way over time.
1: <laughs> no, I was trying to get 90, but we went to 100. So that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, Almost two hours. <laughs> but um, if that's going to be all for today, thank you guys for joining us on the podcast, Queen and Kings with a Z. And we will see you all next time.
1: Y'all have a good one. Um. Bye,